Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I got a whole lot of mixed messages in my songs. Am I wrong? Feel this way. I got a whole lot of mixed messages in my songs. Am I wrong? Feel this way. Revolutionary. Although I'm free, I got me a lover, but I still wanna cheat, wanna be saved, but it's fuck the police, don't wanna be here, but I'm too scared to leave. Hey, welcome to the HOC Podcast. Hi, Young Contact. You know, normally your weekly power hour infotainment, but today I'm gonna bring y'all something new. This is a personal episode I like to call This Is Me, El Rojo Mojo Edition, because that's who you're talking to, El Rojo Mojo. You know it's dark. I go by other nicknames and stuff, but you know what? We're just going to cut it short. Y'all can hear the AKAs on the normal show. So, hey, I'm going to just get to it. Um, Doing this episode... To, I guess, give the listeners a insight to who I am, you know, because if you listen to me every, you know, week or however frequent you listen to the podcast, sometimes you want to understand who's on the other side of that mic you listen to. Like, for me, when I listen to Bodega Boys of Desus Nice and The Kid Miro, like, I feel if I was in the same type of environment as them, we'd be friends. I don't know how to put that, but you know, you only know somebody from hearing them talk so much. You don't know what, who they are. You know, you get a little insight to what they say, but you never really know that person. So I guess I'm trying to let people know who I am. Um, yeah, so wrote a couple questions down. I guess if I was being interviewed in, bear with me. It's kind of weird. I'm doing this podcast by myself. I don't have my right hand. Man, Mo with me, you know, shouts out to you, Mo. Hold it down. Um, so bear with me. I'm doing this by myself. So, uh, yeah, I wrote a couple questions down, kind of like an interview or whatever. And the first question is... Uh, who I am, but I guess I'd have to ask myself that. So who am I? I'm just, I guess, a regular kid from the hood, kind of just, you know, growing up, living life, um, you know, raised in a house with a single mother, you know, and then me and my sister, the odds were stacked against my mom. But somehow, some way, you know, she held it down. And I appreciate that for you. Like, I think where I'm at today, even though we've had some ups and downs, you know, I I couldn't do it without you, you know. So, shout out to my mom. And I know a lot of you listeners got mothers that have sacrificed so much and done so much, but you never really know what they go through. And... You know, shit, say thanks to your mom, (laughs) y'all listening to this. So, uh, 
Yeah, I would just say I'm a regular person. I've done some stuff. Most of my family's been in the military. So, uh, I mean, I didn't have to go to the military. I chose to. And a lot of people in my family were in the military. So, during a time of war or whatever, you don't think of anything. The way I got into the military is just I saw myself going nowhere after. This is about my 20s. So I had, you know, just, I graduated at the age of 17, which is, uh, you know, cause my birthday's late, you know, Scorpio baby, I just had my birthday, 32, what it do, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I graduated at an early age, 17, and then I turned 18 later, you know. But uh, yeah, starting life out kind of young, not knowing what to expect. Cause you know, most people tell you to go to college, do this, do that. So, you know, had a little hiccup in life, you know, just an episode where my mom had to go away for some time and I had to grow up quick. I had to kind of grow up overnight, even though, you know, she raised me over the years to be the man of the house. And, you know, she had boyfriends here and there that I say, you know, I took a little bit of info from each one of them to make the man who I am today. But it, the main thing I learned, everything that I know is from my mom, being a single mom and just telling us, you know, do better, you know, cause you wanna do, not, not many kids I know grew up having what we had, especially for a single parent, so. Going back into, yeah, my mom, she had to go away for some time. Um, I had to take over pretty much. She raised me to be a man and now it was time to become one. So, you know, taking care of the household, trying to do school, work. It was real stressful at times, but I knew I could do it and everything would be okay. So, you know, get that behind you. I'm out living on my own at a young age with uh, one of my childhood friends growing up, Cedric, Cedric Neal, not Cedric, you know, you listen to the podcast, plant the seed, that's your plug. Uh, um, so yeah, growing up with him, we decided, you know, once I had to move out from where we were in uh, 1212 East Princeton Street in Ontario, California representing, um, I had to find a place of my own and stuff. So finding a place, being an adult, like, you know, getting bills paid. And it kind of clicked with me that moment in, I don't know if you may have seen this movie or not, Blade. Now there's a scene where he's supposed to kill this fucking vampire and, you know, old girl stops him. And he's like, wake up. There's, there's more to this world. You live on a sugar-coated top world. Under that is the real world. And that's when I realized, like, damn, shit's real. Like, I have to be an adult. I have to take care of business. Make sure my sister gets to school. You know, be a grown-up. And I, I was able to do it. So, going from there, mom gets out and everything. Stuff is going back to normal. Um, I thought to myself, and going sidetrack from the story, um, uh, my uncles, you know, shouts out to Uncle Darius, Uncle Marcus. I don't know if y'all listen, but if you do, you know, 
it's little stories about y'all. Um, they lived on the East Coast, pretty much. It's crazy how my family were together and then kind of split up. It's like the females, my grandmother, my mom, and my auntie were on the West Coast in California. And my grandfather and my uncle Marcus and uncle Darius were on the East Coast. So the only times I got to see them is whenever they came for like a birthday or a holiday or something. And, you know, they were kind of like father figures to me too. Cause you know, there'd be times where, you know, you're happy to see your uncle and everything. And you just want to play cause you don't get to see them. But you know, he's like, yo, let's go take a walk. And you're like, oh, here goes this damn lecture again. But the lecture they gave us on these walks were, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And that stuck with me. And that's when coming back to being 19, the present day, I was thinking to myself, where will I, where will I be in the next five years? Cause I, I was working a good job. I had a good job at UPS. Um, I had my own apartment up in Altaloma, held that down. I had my own car. Like I was doing okay for a 19 year old. I was, I was doing good. I was handling business. Um, and I just got tired of it really. Cause it was like living paycheck to paycheck. And you know, there's been some tough times being a 19 year old working on minimum wage at first, but then, you know, getting promoted and shit. Uh, yo, crazy story real quick. I had to drive my car one time. Now this is, you know, a struggle story. I'm pretty sure y'all have got some, if y'all want to let me know, you know, hit us up on the Gmail account or the Twitter account. We'll get back to y'all, but check this out. So on the way to work, and I barely got gas, but I need to make it down to work. So in Altaloma, in California, it's pretty much hills and stuff. So Altaloma was north. I start up my car, I barely have any gas. I get that bitch going and on the hills, I turn my car off, let that bitch ghost ride. You know what I'm saying? The struggle, anything you got to do to get to work and make it happen. But back to the story. So I kept asking myself, where, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was like, I don't want to be here. You know, like I want to be doing something different. I don't, I don't want to be that 30 year old guy that hasn't gone anywhere, hasn't done anything. Uh, I mean, if I would have stayed there, maybe in another alternate timeline. I'd have a wife and kids and family or something, but on this timeline that I'm living the present, I have done so much from that time to here, you know, and it's all because I asked myself, where do I see myself in the next five years? So that led me going to the military. I figured, hey, that'll take up four years of my life. I'll be in the military for four of those five years. So I joined the military. I went to the Air Force because my grandfather went was in the Air Force during the Vietnam uh, War time era and stuff. So yeah, I chose the Air Force, you know. Um, wind up 
working with weapons and working on aircraft, learning a trade. And that's pretty much brought me here to my present where I'm working overseas with military because I know a military trade of weaponry, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to disclose too much information about that, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that one simple question, where do you see yourself in five years, molded kind of who I am today and where I am. Um, shit, I ask myself that now, where do I see myself in five years? And I say, hopefully out of this motherfucker, because what? I'm sick of this place. But uh, other people will definitely feel my pain here. You know, shouts out to y'all for holding it down as long as y'all did. Keep it going. And, yo, in five years, we'll be in bigger, better places. Hopefully, some of us will be millionaires investing in this uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, get you some Ripple. Yo, make that internet money because you never know. That shit might blow up, you know. So, um, shit, back to me, who I am. Like I said, I'm just, I'm living life. Uh, I've gone through some crazy relationships uh, that's gotten me here but I mean still I don't know I guess I'm not a lone wolf but I don't know what I want right now like that's kind of why I intro this episode with you know I got a whole lot of mixed messages in my head right now and I don't know what I want, so I'm going to just keep it on cruise control and keep on living life. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I've been a lot of places over these years. Uh, Thailand, plenty of times. Hong Kong. Uh, shit, I've been to war, being in the military in Iraq. That I mean, I don't like to say I've been there for, you know vacation purposes or something but shit you know had to fight a war so been there done that um so many places i've been amsterdam fuck bali a lot of places so pretty much if y'all take anything from this episode i like to tell y'all go out and see the world and that's another thing for me when i go on vacations I appreciate what I have because I go in third world countries and see, you know, some real fucked up shit sometimes. But I realize I get to go home and some of these people have to stay here. This is their life. And you don't get to choose what life you have. I mean, you're brought up. I mean, you can be born in a poor country or something. You know, and that's what you have to live with until you make yourself out of that. You get yourself out of that. So I appreciate what I have and what I've done for it. But going in third world countries, you don't know yourself. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm guessing I'm trying to say you got to get yourself out of the norm. Get yourself out of your shell because that's the only way you'll grow. I mean, I, I feel that way by the experiences that I've had to some crazy nights to shit, even just being in a war 
in Iraq, there's been two, almost three instances where I've lost my life. I could have lost my life, you know, from fucking bombs landing two feet away from me and I'm low crawling out of a fucking van while we're getting motored in Motoritaville, Balad, Iraq, you know, so if I, I mean, everybody's got to believe in something and the whole atheist thing, hey, if y'all choose not to believe in something, I believe y'all can believe that. But for me, I believe in a higher power, I guess. I mean, I know there's different religions out there. Everybody has their story, but you choose your story you want to believe in. And for me, I honestly think there's somebody out there, up there, looking out for me because some of you listeners can relate. You've been through some shit to where you think about it like you shouldn't be here. And I ask myself that sometimes, like, I shouldn't be here right now, but I'm blessed to be here, I guess. You know, I'm thankful for being here and shit. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. So I like to think that I'm still here doing this, you know, so uh, shit. That's where I've been. I've been all over uh, where I'm going. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going right now. Hopefully, you know back to the states hopefully somewhere in vegas you know once i get to the states i feel i'm gonna set up shop and just hold it down or if something else pops up overseas and they talking them right dollars you know keep it moving gotta make that almighty dollar and the family will come soon so i am not rushing that um shit I guess I can get into relationships I've been in. No, you know what? I'm not going to get into too many relationship stuff. I'll just say this. Um, What makes it hard for me in relationships, I guess, is that I've had such a strong woman figure growing up to see, you know, my mom. You know, because they say every young boy wants to grow up and marry somebody like his mother and vice versa for the women you know if if the women have a father figure in their life you know that's who they grow up to love so they want to love somebody like that uh theory i don't know if it's confirmed or not but going into my story so they kind of have a lot to live up to or they're up against because my mom did a lot as a single parent so when I hear stuff isn't going right or oh this and that I'm just like yo my mom did it by herself with two kids and another thing like I'm very self-sufficient like I can cook I can clean so I guess I'm looking at what are you bringing to the table that I haven't already brought. I don't know how to say that. Because I can do a lot of stuff myself. So when somebody's like, oh, I cook, I clean. I'm like, so I do too. You know, what else? And if it's 
it's got to be something more. I think that's what's holding me back. I I don't know. I've I've thought I've could have gotten married already, but you know, shit happens. Um, I will say that through my experiences, I will not be dating any women with kids because of my last experience and I know it's not fair to some ladies out there but I mean what what I went through it, it was really tough because I like I was in a relationship from about 2012 when when I <clears throat> When I got out of the military, I moved down to Florida and got into a serious relationship down there pretty much uh, for two years. And some say like, oh, two years isn't a long time, but the shit you go through in one year, you know, can be a very long time. So it's a lot of up and downs in these two years. And that's kind of the deciding factor why I needed to get away. And I came over here and got this job as well. Um, so yeah, in that relationship was just hard because you not only fall in love with the person, but you fall in love with their child as well. And, you know, you love that little girl like she's your own, you know, I, I don't have any kids. I mean, I got fur babies, you know, I guess Cujo, honey crook and fancy back in the states but I don't have any kids I love kids you know I wish I wish I had some of my own but I don't and at that time you know this little girl she didn't have a father and we just you know she attached to me that was my little thug you know and when it was time you know, because you give somebody multiple chances. When it was time to cut it off, like, that was the hardest part. Is breaking up with the kid as well. Because when you don't work out a relationship, I mean, you like to be like, yeah, I'm going to stay in your life and this and that. But, you know, I don't have any ties to her. She's not my kid. I'm not her daddy. Even though I felt like I was her dad there's nothing and so breaking up with kids is the hardest thing to do i guess is what i'm saying that's why i won't be doing that anymore so yeah oh man i know that was a little sidetrack i'm not crying or nothing so bear with me people it's just a little deep moment i had to get out and stuff um but yeah bringing stuff to the relationship other than I don't know the basic shit you know be there and do like trying to trying to build pretty much as in build an empire or something like I want to do more than just the normal nine to five you know and then once you have kids it's not about you anymore you know so I feel like not I want to do stuff for me anymore I just want to make it to where 
if it does happen to where I do have a kid, that I'm financially stable, I'm ready to do this and then bring, because you want to bring your kid up better than you were brought up. And competing with my mom, she brought us up pretty good. So trying to do better than that, I'm going to have to do damn good. And I think that's one of the reasons I've waited so long. Also, I, I, growing up, my uncle, he went through a divorce and seeing the custody battle between, you know, who's going to get the kid, this and that, and what it put him through. That is kind of why I just, you know, don't just blow my load in just anybody. You know, because I'm not trying to have baby mama drama. And I I want to be proud of the person I call the mother of my child. Like, you know how some people will say, oh, that's just my ignorant ass baby mama. Or, yeah, that bitch. And, like, when you talk about another female like that, you know, you want to be like, really? You chose her, though. You chose to nut all up in her and have a baby with her you chose this so you talking shit about this person you talking shit about yourself too because you laid down with that motherfucker you know and the same thing goes for the women you know who want to bad mouth your baby daddy and then oh he ain't shit nigga this that and uh evidently he is something because you must like ain't shit niggas or, you know, you got the people out there. I mean, I know some I'm not going to name drop, but, you know, they have three kids by three different men. And, like, damn, when are you going to get it right, yo? Like, oh, he's this, he's that. Well, why? Why? Trust me, I'm guilty. It feels good without a condom. But... If you do not consider the person you're laying down with to be a mother or a father or somebody respectable to bring up a kid. And most women, hey, just because a man look good, got a good job, this and that. Know that man before you carry his baby. And a lot of this shit would be solved, you know. Um... I, I don't know what, and then e even on the men's side, just don't raw dog any old chick. Like if, <laughs> if you don't see yourself calling her the mother of your child or being, you know, all about that kid. Cause once the kid comes, it's all about the kid. You know, you got to bring that motherfucker, especially in the time and age that we're in today. It's scary. It is scary to think that I'm going to have to bring a kid up in today's world with what's going on. Shit, World War Three might pop off soon. We never know. Or shit, you got a lot of people trying to leave planet Earth going to Mars. Tomorrow's not promised. So, shit. Live for today. And that's what I've been doing, man. That's what I've been doing. I don't know what else to say, so I'ma just uh, end it on that note. And uh, with that, I'd like to say 
I'm out of here.